This podcast is a part of Straight Up Strange Productions. Discover more shows like this one at straightupstrange.com. Welcome to Folklore on the Rocks. <laughs> Hello there, everybody. I'm Logan, and I'm here with my good friend, Madman. Hello, I am Madman. Yeah, this is still Folklore on the Rocks. Sorry we don't have Lindsay. She's, uh, I'm afraid she's not feeling very well after her big glamping trip. But she did get some good pictures and share some good memories nonetheless. So I'm here with my buddy Madman, and let's get rolling. Now here we do have a featured drink. Unfortunately, yum, yum. yeah. Unfortunately, it is uh, well, it's the middle of the daytime that we're recording, so we've had a couple of beers just to kind of laugh over old times. <laughs> but well, we can't really go in whole hog, and so I kind of jump. I'm kind. I decided I'm going to jump on the the opportunity of of what exactly does it mean to have a drink outside of work what does it mean to really cut loose and please me, do tell me logan to me that's jungle juice yeah so i know it's a little bit of a cop out to do a fantasy drink but well it's a it's a hot summer afternoon and we're we're recording we've had a couple drinks here at the office but it is still midday and we both wish we were at a pool party so uh, that's kind of what landed on oh what is our fantasy drink jungle juice for sure now this is from the tipsy bartender website uh, who has been uh, generous enough to post this and but this is uh, something that is a recipe you can get very creative with they recommend equal parts vodka rum gin tequila and blue curacao and then a little bit more than an equal part of sweet and sour mix then a double ration of of lemon lime soda garnish with a bunch of lemon slices lime slices orange slices i recommend pineapple chunks in there if you freeze them first then put them in there then you can leave them in there for the drink oh that sounds really nice right now Anyway, we'll stick with the beers and the stories and get rolling. One of the big reasons that I decided to call on Madman to come help me out with today's show is last week we did talk about A Midsummer Night's Dream by William Shakespeare. I I feel like my knowledge of it was far from comprehensive, but that's about where it should be for this point in the rehearsal. Anyway, uh, Madman is also in the show. Yeah. He is. uh, Madman, who do you you play in the show? I play... Nick Bottom the Weaver. Ooh, a starring role. Yeah, this is the best part of the show. It's a really cool one. Um, yeah, and you do a great job in the in the scenes we've done so far. Well, it's, thank you. It's been a fun show to, to put together. <laughs> I don't think we're on stage until like the very end of the show. I know. We, we, <laughs> we never get to hang out. We're no. always just watching each other from off stage, And it's that sounds like longing and a little gay. But no, we, we just have known each other a long time. And we do stupid things. Now, as far as stupid things on stage, we have done a lot of those over the years, oh, haven't we? Lord almighty. Oh, yeah. See, one of the things that uh, I, I remember, I first met Matt. Madman in like it was all the way back in what it was our eighth grade English class wasn't it yes and Mrs. Lake yes a a dear gem of a woman Uh, and (laughs) she uh, I remember she called out that your your name as it appeared on the roll and it was immediately corrected by you to actually ma'am it's Madman and yes, ma'am. Well, uh, she was the only teacher of that school who refused <laughs> to call me Madman. The entire because that was that class where like like sixty percent of that class just by chance was like the theater department of East High School. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just kind of so happened. So we were all in there, weirdos. And yeah. she announces my name, and everyone's like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" 
Yeah. So, but at the same time, I'm like, well, that's either a self-applied moniker or it's well earned. Time will tell. And uh, well, we've been friends ever since, so that was cool. It's mostly because people have a hard time saying my last name. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Madriaga. Madriaga. It's <laughs> got condensed to Madman. Yeah. It's been fun to have that little bash, dash of you're, you're Filipino. Yeah. Well, correct. Britapino. Britapino. My mother's British and my father's Filipino. Ah, yeah. I'm fun from both islands. Yes, and a delightful shade of brown. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's been nice to have your little touch of uh, culture added into good old white bread Utah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the automatic token brown guy for all theater. Yep. But he's my madman buddy, and we are here to tell our tales. But, you know, it hasn't always been Logan and Madman. Uh, we've played a lot of different roles, but also we've had to come up with different aliases. Aliases to cover our tracks from our shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, we won't say how, who is looking for these people. Uh, we encourage you not to Google them. Uh, uh, now, some of these are, uh, let's see, if you ever hear... Of the, <laughs> of the the rambunctious duo of Ajax and Hatfield. Ajax and Hatfield. <laughs> then, uh, yep, you, you found us right here. Now, also, we were uh, we were we were an unnamed duo in a play that we did a long time ago. And the problem is, we didn't give <gasps> oh, we didn't have any lines. We that's were right. Mimes. What play was that? That was the Mask of Beauty and the Beast. That's right. And in that one. We were the That's Zani. Right. We were these characters that were the scenery. The, the grotesques. And, yeah, the grotesques. Yeah. That's right. So we didn't speak or have characters outside of what we just made up for ourselves. I totally forgot about that. And at the time, we were, I think, doing some lighting project. And so we named ourselves Gobo and Strobe. Gobo and Strobe. Yeah, and that is just too too good. Too good to not carry over in years and years. And then the final the final set of names that you, you may have heard... Uh, if you've ever heard the dusty tales of the dark-hearted Boboro Malaxi and, and his shifty companion Shingles O'Hare, beware. Those guys, uh, they're, they're not to be trifled with. <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about how that those two even came about? Oh, dude. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, we can. We, um, so that one. Was that was that the Midsummer Night's Dream we directed together? Oh no 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 no! Yeah. That, that was for Ajax and Hatfield. That was an Ajax and Hatfield. We can production. talk about that too. That well, was I, that's I a trip. I mentioned it last week, and yeah, Matt, that we Matt was my directing. That? Yeah, that my was was my directing partner in the in that version of Midsummer Night's Dream that we did. It was a it was a fun show for the kids. They really yeah. had a good time. It was an after school thing, and uh, it had to be a musical because. Utah, because yeah. it was Utah. Because our first play, remember, because how it worked, the the city of Murray at the time hired us to do an after school theater program for the kids, which it was a lot of fun. But they gave us a giant lump sum of money in the very beginning. Yeah, this is over like a six month project, and we're like nineteen. Yeah, it's like it's we like, were we were fresh into college. We, here you go. You want some money? Here's some money. <laughs> and then they tell us. Whatever you don't spend on the shows, you get to keep. Yeah, that's your pay. <laughs> yeah, there are all kinds of fun fun schemes in the theater world. And uh, so we made the best of that one. <laughs> yeah, we did. We decided to save money that we would write because we had to go through. We did several schools. Yeah. And our first one. Um, yeah. So Midsummer Night's Dream, I remember, was the that was the second. <laughs> it was the second one. Yeah. That was after we learned the lesson from the first teaching expedition uh, adventure that we did. And that was so they give us a big pile of money. 
and <laughs> at the time, I mean, the it's, time. It, yeah, it seemed so. We'll, it never, was, we'll was, never spend all of this. So we had to put on a play for a bunch of kids. Well, to be in, yeah, to yeah. be in, yeah. So we had to direct we a, a group play. of kids between five to like eleven. Yeah, it was a handful, and they were really they were fun kids. Yeah, they, they all were. had a good time, but. Oh, their parents were super supportive. Yeah, yeah, they were stage parents a little but, bit, but oh, the grown, the what, grown, what we put them through. Yeah, there were. I'm sure anybody who's listening to the story senses some pregnant pauses. <laughs> that there's there's something something going on. Well, that's because uh, remember how I mentioned that in Utah we do a lot of musicals. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this play that we were directing. We were never told it had to be a musical. No, it was. So we just wrote a really cool little play. It was. From, it was it an was adaption of uh, yeah, the it Arabian was, Nights, Harazada yeah, and the Arabian Nights. Because we figured if yeah. we didn't have to buy a script, we, that's yes. more money for us. Remember the pile of money, yeah. pile of money. <laughs> so we wrote a script, and then we took that money and we went to Toys R Us a few times. Amazon wasn't a thing no. yet. It was eBay was um, though. There was some there was some foolishness there, but uh, much of it was directed back into the show in weird ways. But the problem is, is that uh, then we got a call from our producer who was a, a city employee, right? And and this we are like three quarters of the way through the rehearsal oh, yeah, we're, process. We think we're good. Yeah, we think we are right yeah, on we, target. And uh, we are asked, uh, "How's the musical going?" <laughs> musical, musical, you say? Um, <laughs> Apparently, when you work with children, it has to be a musical. Has to be. You have to teach them to sing, regardless <laughs> of one's own singing ability. <laughs> so, well, Bad Man and I both looked at each other with completely very. I mean, I, I wouldn't say no musical training between us, but if there's any more than none, but not quite some, yeah, that's that's, that's us. Yeah, yeah, that's where we are. Yeah, but we <laughs> we, we worked it out. Uh, <laughs> Neither one of us have had any real training in music. Yeah, it, but what we did have was a very large knowledge of video games. Oh, yeah. Years and years spent uh, in front of the TV screen with uh, MIDI theme music playing mm -hmm. on loop. Old classic stuff. And so the, uh, this... So, of course, when the question was asked mm -hmm. that how's the musical going, it's going great! It's going great! Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, oh, the yeah. kids love it. Oh, they're having a great time. Uh, yeah, and so... Remember, yeah, so with those, with the video game music, um, we borrowed a couple of songs. We borrowed a bunch of ran music. Ran through a MIDI sequencer, changed all of the instruments, and changed around some keys. We learned how that worked. Yeah. And then wrote lyrics for it. So songs from, like, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger and, and Legend of Mana. Oh, Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana was definitely one. And, uh, like, Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we only picked from the we, best. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, sorry, all the real artists out there. We didn't mean to no, steal yeah, your work. No, not at all. But uh, nevertheless, we all survived. So, uh, <laughs> And then we had to present this to the parents. Oh. oh. So we, we walk up. No, they're great, remember? Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're doing great. <laughs> so, parents, we have music. Our lyricists... Ajax and Hatfield. Yes, that that's where this story started, and that's where it finishes. Ajax and Hatfield, the the unseen lyricists that we hired to to write this music, and boy, they are late <laughs> delivering, but they're gonna get us. They're the gonna music, get us the music, and it's gonna be good. Uh, yeah. So Ajax and Hatfield maybe wanted for <laughs> copyright infringement. We'll see. <laughs> But also, the real reason that, that I, I brought Madman here is not just to share goofy theater stories, but Madman, of all of my friends, uh, 
has the most like real world experience with the paranormal, with the supernatural. Oh my! Um, with the kind of the more fringe elements of of the world. Um, he lives a uh, a little bit further out from the the very center, uh, with a name like Matt. That's true. And uh, so yeah, I thought he'd kind of, I'd bring him on in here to to share some of his stories and insight. Uh, about uh, the investigations you've done. Now it's mostly been mostly been ghosts. It's mostly ghosts. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, for how, those of you who believe. Yeah, yeah. If you're a believer, otherwise, it's. Uh, I. I uh, there was actually a discussion uh, with my roommate this morning about the cabinet doors that I like to leave open, and I just blamed it all on a poltergeist. So. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but um, Madman ha- has a little bit more. Let's say authentic, real. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. It's experiences. Tell us, Madman, what do you think your your first paranormal experience has been? Well, uh, I've I had a very unique childhood. I was born with something very rare. You could try googling it. I haven't found much on it, which which kind of. Um, Those are always the best conditions, right? The, the ones that no like, one knows anything about. Uh, it's called. Um, Prostaglandin ductus arteriosus. Ooh. Yeah. Now that's a powerful player on the Scrabble board. And if any of you are familiar with regular ductus arteriosus, um, it's like one step further. So with ductus arteriosus, which isn't, which it's uncommon, but it's not super rare. Mm-hmm. It means that um, a layer of film of skin or membrane is still um, connecting your pulmonary valve. So you you kind of have a a wall there. Now that's it's not hard to fix. Doctors will go in there after birth and just with a needle, they could, they could poke that thing open and puncture the heart. Puncture the heart. So wow. that it may not turn evil. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. <laughs> but they have they they still have working pulmonary valves. They're very lucky. I had the the hyper version of that. I was not born with a pulmonary valve. Period. Oh. So I did not have a pulmonary valve, and I had a giant hole in my left. Um, aorta. Well, you seem to have done all right for yourself without yeah. what I thought were important parts of the heart. <laughs> they are indeed. <laughs> I went through many open heart surgeries as a child. Yeah. It was quite a thing, but I survived. However, that said, my mom has wonderful stories of me talking to Im- invisible people, uh, of me uh, hearing stories, of, of talking to like... I'd be sitting alone in a room having conversations with people that weren't there as mm-hmm. a little child. Yeah, it's unusual, not un, um, yeah, not unheard of. But uh, I had a huge obsession, and I still do. I have a huge obsession with the Wizard of Oz. It was always my thing. And the weird thing about the Wizard of Oz is, if you do some research, children who have had near-death experiences come back with a love for the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, my mom did this research. Um, it's just a popular thing for those. Who well, back. the best that they could figure is that the Emerald City reminds us of what we saw on the other side, hmm. including um, the little man popping his head out of, out of the door. Yes, <laughs> and then then the horses of many color. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay, well, I look forward to maybe seeing the Emerald City one day. Uh, I'm keep hoping for Valhalla, but well, no, Valhalla would be cooler. That would be cooler, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Madman, uh, it sounds like you have had you have something of a more, uh, I guess, 
personal connection with with death and and maybe what, what oh might yeah be on the other side i came to terms with death at a very early age uh-huh. um which is which is a scary thing to do even as an adult when you sit there and you when you think hard about it and realize you don't really know what happens next oh, we have no idea you have no freaking idea yeah see i i the one thing that i can go on as as fact is to our knowledge it's good enough that no one's come back and complained. Yeah. <laughs> to to our knowledge, I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like physically come back. I don't know, but it's, it, if it was truly that terrible, we are a driven species to go against the laws of nature. That is very true. We would find a way, you know, where it's like you, you get you get through, and you're like, life so cool, death not as cool. not as cool. But, That's how the zombie apocalypse starts. Yeah, and it's uh, well, to, it, it seems like it would be. If it's really any, any all that bad, there would be a lot of, of people trying to fight back to to get back here. Mm-hmm. But then again, uh, maybe that's what ghosts really are. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. So ghosts, I actually don't have a ton of personal experience really? with ghosts. I know that they are a. I mean, they're they're ubiquitous around the whole world. They yes. Uh, it just the, the the idea of you know a spirit of something something or someone something or that was someone just alive, right? Uh, with some, usually has unfinished business or some kind of energy tethering it to this world, preventing it from passing over. Uh, is that a pretty good general? summation of, yeah, yeah absolutely sometimes they're patrick swayze sometimes they aren't uh but uh you know so ghosts uh you uh, un- unlike i guess me i've had kind of a passive uh a- attitude toward i don't go looking for trouble in the supernatural it i <laughs> i, 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 I <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile mamma's like i'm not even i'm not just knocking on that door i'm kicking it open yeah i i move like a thunderstorm but i try to just kind of stay in my lane and uh so <laughs> but mad man oh no he's <laughs> he there are no lanes yeah, they, <laughs> where i go there are no roads <laughs> yeah so uh, you've actually done some investigations and some. I have. No, I want to. I want to preface. 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 We've had a few beers. A few beers. Uh, yeah, beers. Beers. <laughs> sure. The jungle juice sounded <laughs> real good right now. <laughs> it does. Preface. I've lost my train of thought. You're gonna preface something. Thank you. There you go. I was gonna preface this that I am. That I am no way. Uh, uh, I'm not a scholar. I am not a. You're street smart, not book smart, in in the ways of it. Um, um, in D and D terms, there are the wizards that have wizards. spent their time researching the arcane, and then there are the sorcerers, and then there are the sorcerers that have it coming to them because right. of one reason or another. Okay, so you is that a fair analogy? Yes. Okay. Uh, I I don't have any degrees. Well, I've got a basic degree. Hey, Yay! That counts for something. Photography. I didn't do anything with Dude, it. I have no clue how a camera even works. So you're, you got me one up there. <laughs> that's not accurate, but... Like. I, I spent four years in college, and that's what I could come out with. Yeah. So, okay, but that's... It, it's not about, you know, what you don't have, but what you do have is a lot of really good experiences. Yeah. Um, and... Really, what are some of the standout things uh, that that you've run into? Uh, is, uh, or is there a common theme that you've encountered? I, I know that there, some, there of this are, is, some of this is personal, folks. So that so Madman may not share every little detail, right? My, but and, we appreciate him sharing anything at all, and especially with, us. with the paranormal. Um, 
uh, experiences are very subjective. Mm-hmm. So what how how I see things and how I experience things is not how you or anyone else would experience. Um, yeah, everyone brings their, their own schema and expectation, and there's, um, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Yeah. But no, I I have in fact been uh, declared dead at least five times in my life, two of which have been on the operating table. The other times have all been me doing stupid shit. Yeah. I've drowned. I've fallen off of things. I've fallen off a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, you have. I sure have. Like, every stage I've been on. Yeah. Like, I, I tend to fall off stuff. I tend to jump off stuff. But you've got me beat for falling off stuff. <laughs> I fall off it. Yeah. You, you name it, I'll fall off it. And sometimes die. But don't worry. But, he'll be but back. No, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. If it's one thing I've learned, I'll be back. Yeah. So, um, so, so tell us, um, what are some of how about this? What are some of the techniques that you have used to investigate supernatural events? Um, do you usually look more for uh, people or energy or? It would be very uh, energy oriented. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't work with. Let, let's start with this. Um, with the very concept of death, I for one haven't had many conversations with other people who have died. Mm-hmm. Um, let alone someone who's been dead and back five times yeah um you seem to have a little more more experience but it it, the there is a process to it and um the whole light at the end of the tunnel thing it it's happened it's happened a few times when you pass through at the point of death at least how i experience it it's it's very weightless i i know that i'm that i'm slipping into the next world when i just i stop I stop feeling my body, and I, I no longer need. Um, oh God, it's so hard to explain. Well, I, I think I can kind of understand what you're saying. Having a physical body, yeah, is under a lot of constant stress, where you have gravity pulling on no, you, it, you have to breathe, you have a pulse, exactly. You have it's all super of those freeing. Things. And then um, to not have all of those elements at once, I'm sure it's like you've just suddenly stepped out of a very loud room into a mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, okay. perfect. That's a that's a great way to say it. Cool. But I, I've 100% had the uh, um, the out of body experience where you're where I'm floating above and I could see myself, you know, at at the bottom of the canyon I just fell down, or or floating in the pool that I fell into. Um, I've I've certainly had those experiences. And every time I come back, I feel like I take a little bit with me. Um, uh, uh, now, just so I understand, you take a, li- a little bit is taken from you over and you leave something there, or you take some- you bring something back here I've, with you? I feel like I bring something back. Cool. Yeah. Wow, I don't think I've really talked about this to it, it anyone, let, let alone, like... Let alone to everybody. everyone. <laughs> to the internet. Hello. Yeah. This I is my life. This on poor man, I'm a man, weirdo. Here. Yeah. But at the same time, I, we're all weirdos. Uh, if, That's good. Anyone who claims to be normal is both, what was it, boring and lying at the same time is usually what, yeah. I, what I say. <laughs> um, What's a good thing? Oh, it's like, um, have you ever stuck your finger in a socket? Sure have. Yeah. I get a feeling like that when I walk through um, doorways. So imagine imagine the feeling of electricity running over your skin, like static. The hairs on, on your arms and on the back of your neck, and, and you'll get goose pimples. Mm-hmm. When I walk through doors and when I enter, uh, it doesn't really matter, I could be walking through a field. 
um, things like that will spike. It'll spike through my body. I'll, I'll know something's there when I feel it on my skin. Okay. Um, now, uh, is it anything like w- with temperature, for example? We human beings we can't really detect specific temperatures but we mm. can detect changes right we can ch- suddenly feel it when a cold wind blows on a hot day or something like that mm-hmm. uh even when that cold wind is still you know in the high 70s it's it's a it's a contrast that we pick up on and is it anything like that i'm just trying to find some point of reference as a as as well whatever i am <laughs> whatever you are yeah i guess you could kind of say that it's like oh like the the feeling of the air right before the storm hits. If you're watching a thunderhead rolling into yeah. the valley, yeah, and when and the you pressure have that suddenly drops, exactly, the air gets colder, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure is exactly dialogue taken from Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Uh, oh, <laughs> but that uh, that little clip. I just, try to forget that Daredevil. Yeah, although the director's cut, not not the worst movie I've really? ever seen. Yeah, it's it, I, they had a vision. It didn't make it to the theaters. Uh, no, that no, it is, didn't. But that's irrelevant beyond compare right now. Uh, but yeah, that uh, the the feeling of of suddenly a, a change in the energy and the in the electricity. We we have a lot more senses than just five. Oh, this, absolutely. This is known, but well, quantifying and naming them and turning them into more than just a spider sense tingling. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a tall order sometimes. You know, it's a, I'm always reminded of, um, oh, is it? Uh, well, I've, I've only seen the movie, but I'm sure it's a pretty good book to uh, contact when she gets to the other side and her only sentiment is they should have sent a poet. Um, our, our ability to articulate and describe, and describe and is, process what's is happening around limited us. limited sometimes. Yeah. And that's, that's what I so much like about um, this kind of stuff in other languages. Uh, because people give names to things that often don't have names in English. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Another tangent. I don't mean to... You know, no, steal, that, that's, that's perfectly fine. what I like sometimes. But <laughs> So tell us a little bit more about, about yourself. It seems like you've got kind of a cool history with investigating ghosts, and you're talking kind of the energy shifts and the changes. Now, the only time that I've ever felt anything like this is in the theater. Oh, theater. Yeah, is uh, and to me, I write it off as an energy exchange that, mm-hmm. uh, that is incomplete. Um, the theater is built for actors to make the audience feel something. Right. And to walk out on a stage when no audience there, there's a vacuum there. And it feels, uh, it, it makes one hyper aware and very mm-hmm. sensitive mm-hmm. to just the kind of energy of the world. Uh, I kind of feel like if if anyone Googles theater ghosts, you'll find that every every theater, theater every this is, theater this is a thing and any haunted. Any They're drama person will tell you haunted. Every theater haunted. Yep. Bottom line. Yep. Maybe somebody said Macbeth, maybe some stage hand fell in the ropes, maybe yep. some uh, there's all kinds of fell off stage, which is why we have ghost lights. Yeah, yeah. It's so, <laughs> so I've never really had first-hand experience with any theater ghosts. I've only heard stories, and I've... Which is so crazy, because yeah. our high school was haunted as hell. Yeah, and I was just there. <laughs> you were just there. I was, I was living life too hard to be concerned with death. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm all alone hey. up in the rafters. Hello. Yeah, you're just Mr. Spirit Antenna over there. Um, so we, uh, can we say the name of the school? 
Sure. sure we, can. we we both went to East High School. Yeah, y'all saw High School Musical. High School Musical. That one. I do, one thing I do know about that high school is that it is a very old high school. It is. Um, like a lot of schools throughout America, it was built, you know, right when the state was founded and has been gone, has gone through a number of upgrades mm-hmm. and renovations, but it still has a number of very old sections to it. So, what were some of the what were some of the the hauntings and and ghosts going on? Just the standouts. I know that our our, our listeners, I'm sure everyone's got a small lower class, uh, especially if they've ever spent some time in a theater. Uh, yeah, you've, you everyone's heard a ghost story. Yeah, but uh, this dude's named Madman. He's got the real ghost stories. So, what's uh, what have you got? Um, okay. Well, let's start with East High. East High School. Yeah. So, uh, as I said, it's got some older parts to it. Um. It was built in like in, uh, 1913. Is 1913 what is documented for correct. It. Um, um, and then the building was renovated, renovated, and added, and it grew a whole uh-huh, lot. Once in 1997, then once uh, again for the actual filming of High School Musical. Correct. So yeah, it, it's that's the history of the high school. But uh, how to get a ghost in there? So, um, legend has it. When they, re- when they renovated in 1997, they took the entire building down except for one section. And that section, of course, was the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like, of course, they don't they don't update it and they have to leave it as spooky and haunted as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> story goes that during the time of these renovations, there was a homeless man living in the rafters. Hmm. And there had been some sort of fire... Or he wasn't paying attention and he fell because half the school was missing. Either way, a homeless man died, but he had made his home in the rafters of the old auditorium. Now, the East High Theater students will know we call this entity Topper because he lives in the top of the rafters. And, and Topper is a noisy ghost. And I have had several encounters with Topper. First and foremost, the best story is during a, uh, it was a dance recital. Okay. So a, da- uh, a dance, uh, yeah, re- a recital of these yeah. dance classes, but they're, they're rehearsing mm-hmm. to, to do a performance. Okay. And um, it was me and our mutual friend Tyler, and we were going to be running spots. We're running the spotlights all the way up in the rafters. And I go up there, I put on my headset, I'm climbing. Now, to get to the spotlights... You had to crawl across this thin metal walkway, this, this, this metal grate. I, I use my hands and my microphone goes oh, yeah. back and Podcasting forth. Podcasting is a very visual medium. I, <laughs> I have a lot of really great space work and, and pantomime skill that I, I apply to this, this little project. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you have to crawl in the darkness across this skinny metal grate. For about, what, a good 30, 40 feet before you go down a few set of metal stairs and now you're in uh, the booth with the spotlight that hangs over the theater. Yeah. 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 It's inaccessible on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, by some standards, I'm sure you should be uh, cabled in or something or, but uh, nevertheless, upsy-do. And <laughs> so I'm up there. I'm getting prepped. I know... Tyler has his microphone on because we both got them at the same time, but I went up first. And um, I'm, I'm turning on the lights, and I hear in the background, ding, 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 because, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a rickety metal grate. 
what 100 feet it feels like 100 feet above the ground yeah. <laughs> it's forever high high. off the ground that you, if you fall you're dead you're it's, dead yeah it's up it's high enough that your, your brain just checks out high there. school theater yeah <laughs> anyway I, I hear tyler coming right so i'm like oh this, this is gonna be good so i hide around the corner and and i take my shirt off because i'm weird like that i'm gonna scare tyler I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm hearing the footsteps. Yeah, like any rational person. Like any rational person. I better take off my shirt uh, and prepare to scare yes. him. This is theater. I best get naked. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Um, okay. So I'm sitting. I'm, I've squeezed myself in a corner with my shirt off. I'm hearing Tyler go. He's getting closer. Ding, 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 ding. And the time he gets um, to where it's safe, where he has something to hold on to. So I'm not going to scare him and, and scare him to his death. Um, I jump around the corner. No one's there. Not a soul there. I just start screaming into the darkness that is the East High Rafters. Oh, see. I- <laughs> Meanwhile, footsteps from behind me now. Dink, 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 dink. Down into the booth where I came from. So the direction that there is no exit, there's nobody there. But you hear the as if something moved past you or yeah. You. Okay, absolutely. So then, then I get on the mic. Um, hey, Tyler, where are you? And, and he was still downstairs messing with the soundboard. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm still down here. Why are you screaming? Oh, oh, no reason at all. Yeah. I'm perfectly alone up here. At which point, the hairs on the back of your neck all stood up, which was easy because you still weren't wearing a shirt. Oh, yeah. No, I, I got the I, I ran across that grate. I climbed all the way down still without my shirt. Just panting. Yeah, and <laughs> sounds it sounds terrifying. Just that uh, that feeling of compounded dread, where it's already a scary thing. You're mm. already up high. You're trying to be careful. You're working by yourself. And it's and funny because I, I love that stuff now. I eat it up. But back then in high school, it, it still scared the shit out of me. <laughs> you still get. I still. I'm still getting goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, and really, that's that's like a good. Just an, one example, but I would say, uh, would you, would you agree that uh, again, most theaters have some degree of of yes. hauntedness? Whether, Absolutely. Whether it's uh, uh, just a weird vibe in there, maybe Ooh. it's a, a, a props going missing, maybe somebody said Macbeth at the wrong time. It's. Uh, do you remember the old theater we did? Uh, we did a few shows up in that old Bountiful theater. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, so this was a different city. This is a different um, city, uh, north of Salt Lake. And it's a, it was an old community theater, and it was built in an old jail. Mm-hmm. The upstairs was, uh, they, they turned into a, a local art museum, and downstage was this nice little black box theater. But we stored all of our stuff in jail cells, because those they still existed. It used to be a jail. Yeah, you have to have, you have, to have some kind of divider, and well, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Not use them? And uh, for a while, I was part of the board of directors for this theater. So I had a key to the building. Madman is the responsible one, in case you hadn't guessed. <laughs> lies. Madness and lies. But yeah, you, you made it onto the board. Um, so I, I, don't think, I don't think I ever had a, you know, anything too weird go down up there. It was... Oh, uh, dude. Really? Um, yeah. There's worthy of a dude. I, I'm, I'm very excited to hear what you've got. I don't know if I told you this story. So we had just finished... The Secret Garden, and we were going to do um, 
Pirates of Penzance or something like that. I was in that. Yeah, one. this was a show that broke my. Was, so, so okay. I was clearing the the. This was before we decided to build the outdoor theater. So I was clearing the stage for the downstairs theater, and I was it was me and and our friend Chris, who also went to high school with us. See, here in Utah, it's it's a it's a place where people sometimes stick around. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Uh, but it's also been nice to have friends that go back as far as some of some of the friendships that I've really gained in, in you know, yeah. this weird place. We've known each other for, what, 12 years now? At, at least. Maybe, maybe longer. Lord almighty. Yeah, we're old men. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? So, yeah, what happened up, up at that theater? Dude. Okay. So, I was moving props. We had two spaces to store our stuff. We had the jail cells. And then right outside across the lawn um, was the old bountiful indoor pool. Now, this thing had been, it was, it was built in the 1900s. It was closed. Yeah. But the city let us use it as a place to store extra props. And that's also where we built our scenery. I remember. Do you remember I've, that place? I've done a lot of, uh, a lot of time in, in the, now it is, it, it's, it's a, a parking lot down? now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, it was a, a big dry indoor swimming pool that. <laughs> that place was so scary. I've got multiple stories and, about it. And at no point was there ever, at least while we were there, used for recreation or exercise or anything like that oh no, no it was used for, <laughs> this, is, this giant it was, well, it was, it was, it was a actually scientist lab it was very dangerous they <laughs> yeah. really shouldn't have let us be in there oh no it was, it was a, this big open end, sure. like the the deep end was like 25 feet so you could just go walking and then drop 25 feet to your doom or yeah. something like and maybe you might more, starve it might have been 40 just a, a, it had a, a diving board so it had to be city it went pretty deep yep um, but yeah, so, okay, anything uh, spooky or otherworldly okay. happened there? So we were moving props. We had decided there there was some sort. They were preparing for some sort of parade. Chris and I were the only ones who could do this over a night. So we agreed to do it. So you're working there overnight. So we're working there overnight. This is from the span of about 5 o'clock p.m. to about 4 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And all we're doing is taking stuff from the theater downstairs up across the lawn into the pool. A stand, house. Yeah, okay. Yeah. A, a move-in storage operation. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, the pool house is littered with props. It's just full of junk. And we had... There's no organization because this is a community theater. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, they just litter the place with... with reveling in chaos. That's yeah. what it really is. So, we had spent a good hour or two organizing uh, bookshelves, old telephones, costumes of all kinds, just so, we, so we'd have a path to walk through the pool house to store things. As the night is going, in the theater, we started hearing noises upstairs in the art museum. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we're, we should be the only ones here. Maybe we left the door open. So we walk upstairs. Nothing. While we're upstairs... There's music playing downstairs. We had our cell phones, so nothing like we 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 had been playing music, but you know through our phones. We and we had them on us, so there shouldn't be anything. And we just left from downstairs. So then we haul ass back downstairs. Nothing. Nothing. Did the music stop? Music or? stopped. Okay. So we thought. Well, I don't suppose you recall what style or song it was. It it sounded like, uh, damn Yankees. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Those damn Yankees. 
<laughs> you remember that show? Oh, you mean the, the musical? The musical Damn, Damn Yankees. Damn Yankees. Not the band Damn Yankees. Okay. Weird. Um, could have been could've the been. devil. Yep. <laughs> sure could have. Or Lola. So Mr. Yeah, the, Applegate. Yeah. So the um. So, so it all, the music uh, cut and was that just the end of the spookiness yeah. or was that so, just the beginning? That was the beginning. <laughs> so now we're, we're a little creeped out. We pick up a, a box or two and we're walking across the field. And as we're getting closer to the pool house, I have that old feeling again, the, the electricity running over my skin, the goosebumps. And we get to the pool. About this time, this was, this was at least 345 mm-hmm. in the morning. This is early, early because we're fools. Yeah, because time means nothing time, when yeah, you're doing something stupid exactly, like this. Especially yeah. when you're still in college. Sure. We open up the door and walk in. Now, our path that I had mentioned earlier, that we had spent two hours clearing, there was a bookshelf now sitting right in the middle of our of our path that we had made. We didn't move the bookshelf, but there it was. It was standing there where it shouldn't be. That was weird. It reminds me of the... Uh the drawers of index cards and Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. The, the stacking of the books. And good everything. old Ghostbusters. So that that was creepy as hell because when you walk, when you turn around the corner, you ran into this thing. It should not have been there. Yes. All of a sudden, there is the bookshelf. There is a bookshelf. Shit. So we we ran the hell out of there. Went back towards the theater. The lights are on in the building. We didn't turn the lights on, but they're on now. We get close to the building. They turn off. And so you're and we plunged s- into darkness uh, through no control. And we're, we hadn't even made it to the building yet. We're standing there, and for a good 10 minutes, it, it was as if someone was playing with the light switch. We watched it go on, and then back off, and then on, and then back off. And that's when we locked up the building and left. Because fuck this noise, yep, we're out. Exactly. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, it, boy, that's it is a super hot summer day, and even that is giving me just a little bit of spine tingling chills, Madman. That's a, that's a spooky stuff you it, got it there. Was, it was crazy. Well, thanks for uh, for sharing that one with us. Um, so, real quick, let's take a take a little break and let's go check out our promo for this week. Uh, this one's called The Woods. Now, for our listeners out there, usually Lindsay does a super cool little synopsis of these because. Um, well, little secret. I only sometimes listen to the other podcasts. I know I I'm the I'm the very worst. <laughs> I but I just well I, I have to make this one, and so I only sometimes, <laughs> sometimes have time to listen to the podcasts. I do love me some. This is where the magic happens in Harmontown, but uh, the woods I have not listened to. It's we were told the woods. Hey there, I'm Chasne. And I'm Sandy. And, and we, we are, are The Woods. A weekly podcast where we discuss anything spooky, unexplainable, and just plain bizarre. So please, come take a walk with us, because you never know what you're going to find in the woods. I'm sure it's an excellent podcast. It's probably better than this one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> at least this particular episode. <laughs> at least this episode. I, I, um, I 100% guarantee you that you have better episodes than anything that's coming out of my face oh well uh but you know you madman you on that note you have uh, not not your the weirdness of your face but on the woods it is a pretty weird face in general you've spent a fair amount of time in the woods i have you are uh, among my friends uh one of the more outdoorsy ones um 
both in the, the, the rugged wilderness style where it's just defending for oneself, yep. but also uh, you actually worked in one of the local scout camps for a number of years. Too. I have. I am, I am an Eagle Scout. Um, but no, I worked for the Great Salt Lake Council for five years of my young life. I, staffing Boy Scout camps. I was not up to code to get the Eagle Scout. Do you want to know why? <laughs> what would you do? I was deemed not reverent. Huh? And, what? Yeah. yeah. Scout is clean and reverent, and, well, I got most of them. <laughs> like, uh, a scout is trustworthy, loyal, loyal helpful, helpful, friendly, friendly courteous, kind, kind, obedient, cheerful, cheerful thrifty, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. <laughs> So that, I, they got you on reverence? Yeah, uh, uh, the irreverent love. Whatever. Yeah. How, okay, here's the thing. How many times have you met a boy of 11 and he has met all those requirements? Oh, well, yeah, that, that wasn't me, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so it's okay. Yeah, you... you uh, you were a Boy Scout uh, leader, and, and also you worked at the Scout Camp. Yes, I did. Now, uh, typically working around young people, um, there's a weird energy. There's a lot of mm-hmm. stories going around. It's, it's They have a somewhat casual relationship with uh, uh, fantasy and the truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I get... And we all like telling campfire stories and yeah so stories from camp you take them with a grain of salt but at the same time some stories can be serious business we all heard about you know camp crystal lake no yes oh yeah or or the mysterious happens happenings at the what is it the cabin in the woods uh there's uh confession i've never seen that movie really no it's it's super good i hear it's amazing yeah it's it's a joss whedon one isn't it i think so it's got fran kranz in there he was like such a fun name to say uh he was fresh off the avengers i think yeah he had just finished uh dollhouse well he had oh that's another one i didn't watch his work with dollhouse dollhouse didn't ever finish and I'm holding a point against the universe for that. But we digress. Uh, there, we were talking about camp. And yes. Yeah. So camp, it's a, I, I know I, I did, I did my own share of, of uh, go up to camp for the weekend or go get those merit badge, big, big push kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were on the other side. You were the organizer of it all. Yeah. And, uh, and you from saw the, the goings on, you know, oh. after all the kids went home for the summer. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I was, up at Camp Tracy, which is up Mill Creek Canyon, uh, here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, we, we gave up on anonymity um, because we're lazy. Yes. Bad at it. <laughs> we are lazy and bad. And and I just complain way too much about Utah to be. <laughs> Another theme throughout our lives. I You know, I, okay, I, the other day I did, uh, I did a murder mystery, and I just at random decided that I was from Boise, Idaho. <laughs> That's what you did? Yep. Where it's like, where it's like, I just, Wait, were you I, the one who died? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I did die. Yes, I was killed that uh-huh. night. Um, but, uh, take that, Boise. I was, I, I've never been to Boise on purpose. I'm sure it's food. fine. And yeah, I'm sure it's just great. Love you, Boise. Yeah. And he's listeners from, from Boise. Thanks for tuning in. Um, but the reason I picked it is because no one will, no one will ask any questions about that. It's no one wants to know. Anything. No one wants to know. No one cares. <laughs> that's that's better than the bullshit I did the last time I was in a murder mystery. Oh yeah. I, I told them I was. I told them I, I put on a really bad uh, Brooklyn accent, and I had told oh, them you you okay. 
right? You're committing. I'm committing to yeah. to, to something ridiculous. Uh-huh. My story was we were we were doing um an adaption of oh Shakespeare, the two lovers that kill themselves. Oh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I know that Lord one. Lord Almighty. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're doing adaption of Romeo and Juliet, and it was you know it was still like a murder mystery type thing. So we were doing a play within a play. So we had our our actor characters, mm-hmm. quote quote, and then those actor characters were the ones playing Romeo and Juliet. And I had decided one night that I <laughs> I was Bobra Maloxi. Oh. I called myself Robert though, Robert Maloxi. Robert Maloxi. Okay. <laughs> so another Bob, a- another alias, Bob Maloxi, who was from uh, Brooklyn. But was what had played Eeyore at Disneyland for two years and was now working his way back home across America oh. and got picked up by this theater company. Gig by gig. Gig okay. by gig. That's my ridiculous story. That's a good one. Um, now I no, you- then I ended up having to spend hours BSing how things worked behind the scenes in Disneyland. I did pretty good. Oh, yeah. Did you mention like the, the like, basketball court in the Matterhorn? Yeah, the basketball court in the, <laughs> the Matterhorn. The amount of trash we all have to throw away. The phantom moose head in... Uh, in uh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Leftover from the Country Bear Jam. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah. That's uh, that all, all the hidden I, Mickey's all, across. All, that's all I know about the the our new uh, corporate overlords that own all American culture. Disney, yeah, it's true. They own my entire childhood. I know, like right? I, I didn't re- realize it could be bought and sold, but well, there, well, it, there is. it is. All right, they've got Marvel and Star Wars and Muppets, and that's me. They got the damn Muppets. Although you know, I saw the Muppets show at Disneyland. It's great. Is it? It's awesome. Good. They, yeah, they, they've done a great job with the Muppets. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, it, they're fine. Disney's got the Muppets under control. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Cool. So I think we are pretty much at that at our hour here. Um, <laughs> so that, that, that we was, didn't we didn't tell one camp story. Oh well. Oh well. Let's, let's we can double back. That's all right. I think it's funnier this way. <laughs> Excuse me. I think it's funnier this way. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I can come back and tell it later. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So we are top of, we are at our 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 hour there. Um, we I guess I guess we don't have time to get to any uh, any of the specific camp stories. But you know, I'm sure you've got a lot of good ones, Madman. If you ever want to come, uh, yeah. want to come back, uh, absolutely, we'll give you a chance to prepare some. I'll be far more prepared if I come back another oh, time. Oh, you you brought with you your, your I've, I've, I've brought, charm, which is a gift. I to brought us all. a beer. And that's it. That's, that's what I brought. It. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, so as we kind of wrap up here, um, is there any kind of thing that you would like to just kind of, uh, you've got, I give you, I present to you an audience of the world, madman. Is there anything that they should understand? It's a lot about, of pressure. Yeah. About the, the supernatural, about the, the otherworldly, the unknown, the unseen or the unknowable. What, what could you share with, with them? All right, madman. They're all yours. All right, universe. Um, number one, always carry fresh batteries. Ooh, words of wisdom, yep. right there for your cameras, for your uh, recording devices. Yeah, I've been trying to and your flashlights. Everything to just one big uh, lithium-ion rechargeable. Yeah, system. those are great. Yeah, I, I'm doing away with other disposable batteries. Uh, if I can get everything to one. Uh, interchangeable unit mm-hmm. I'll be good I'm not there yet but that's the dream okay so sp- spare batteries what else you got 
if someone asks if you are a god, you say yes. yes. All right. Thank you so much, Madman. Thank you, universe. Yeah. Wow. That was profound, Madman. I don't, I don't You're welcome, I'll, Logan. I don't think I'll ever be the same. All right. Well, um, the, yeah, so we are Folklore on the Rocks. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Lindsay usually does all of these closing notes, but I'll do my best to remember them. Let's see. You can find us on Instagram mm-hmm. and, uh, and Facebook at Folklore yes. on the Rocks. On Twitter, I know this part. On Twitter, at Folklore Rocks. And Just like that. Yep. Yep, you gotta, you gotta have <laughs> folklore rocks. Yay! Yeah, it's <laughs> so yeah. It, oh yeah, and I, I did uh, finally get uh, some progress made on the videos I'm making for our Patreon. Uh, we've got Patreon followers who are so generous and uh, have been promised cool videos for months. Uh, oh yeah, hey, they exist. Uh, at least one does <laughs> I, I got started on them I got started in my cool, yeah yeah so I've they, seen them with my eyes they do exist kind of uh, so <laughs> so to all of our Patreon followers thank you so much for following us and uh, and supporting us it's really a very kind thing to do and I will get you something in return for it I, I Lindsay usually does a great job of, of making sure that everyone uh, gets their voice heard and get feels appreciated and I get to just be part of that but this is my time to step up and just say thank you to anybody. Oh, and also to anybody who leaves us a review on iTunes. Boy, we've gotten some really nice reviews. Uh, I, I uh, had the chance to walk through some of them with Madman. Yeah, they're great. Our show, our show. You guys are very kind. Yeah. Uh, the people who have left us reviews, it's it's so fun that we are a show that reaches so many different kinds of people. People from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I like to think that some of my stories are a little bit... Uh, situated on just uh, the experience of utah or theater or yeah or whatever weird crap i've done but if anybody likes it maybe they just listen for Lindsay. that's probably that's it. probably it yeah i've never met her but she sounds fantastic She's i hope delightful. you get well Lindsay. Yeah. i know you're gonna hear my voice yeah Mwah. let's let's go ahead and, and perch it right there Lindsay, feel better darling yeah yeah everybody out there send send Lindsay some good vibes we'll bring her back uh when she's feeling up to it um but i wanted to make sure that we had something for you uh you folks to listen to something out of us just to let you know we're still here oh, i'm still thinking sorry about oh no apologies <laughs> necessary i want to thank madman again for joining wow, us that has been absolutely my pleasure yeah yeah really uh, it's been a, a real treat to it's have been super fun i've never been on a podcast well you now you can stop saying that oh boy <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you so much ladies and gentlemen have a great week we'll talk good to night you soon. bye <laughs>